Hi everyone, you're listening to an Under the Weather Chris, uh, but the more important thing is that um, this episode's a little messed up, so um, I was able to save the episode somewhat uh, by getting most of the audio we uh, recorded, but unfortunately one of us um, didn't record his audio, so uh, the uh, it's not going to be to the same standard we usually have, but um, hopefully the backup and the content itself will um, be good enough for you guys. So, uh, apologize uh, in advance, and uh, I still hope you can enjoy the show. So, thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our review episode of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 from Activision. Um, We usually, as you'll notice, have Joseph hosting. He is unfortunately uh, out sick today and hugging his cats. So everybody send him good vibes and cat pictures so he feels better faster. Uh, Joining me this week. Yeah, yeah. And play play some Tony Hawk while you're sick, too, because it's good. Um, joining me this week is, of course, the beautiful British boy, Mr. Chris Penwell. <laughs> I love Chris, that tagline now. It's just stuck. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I, I'm doing well, man. How are you? Um, pretty good. Pretty good. I um, am hoping that we keep getting Tony Hawk content, but we'll talk more about that later. I want some DLC. You know, I want some three and four in there. And then they can make a fifth yeah. game because they didn't make a fifth game, I heard. Nope. Never nope, did nope. that. It just didn't happen. Uh, that voice you're hearing is Michael Swick over from the Digital Days Gaming Podcast. Great show you guys should check out. Michael, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Excited to talk about Tony Hawk. I uh, just dropped my review for it on my show, but I wanted to talk about it more in depth, and I needed people to do that with, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I think I'm always reminded, um, and we're glad to have you, I'm always reminded by, whenever I have a discussion with someone about a game, I think... I'm always reminded that I almost prefer the discourse over the game. And it's not that I don't like the game, but games are just so interesting and fun that they're it's it's almost more enjoyable just to like talk about what makes them so great, you know? Yeah, Sometimes. I would say our talk about Last of Us Part Two earlier this year was exa- exactly like that for me. Yeah, like I, I love the game, it was great, but like yeah. it was just so great getting to just go through the 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 game and what made it what it was. Um also joining me this week to talk about some tonal talk is David Restrepo. He's got a uh, content over on Bagel Games, Game Revolution, The Digital Fix, and he knows a little bit more about skateboarding than us. He's in that sweet spot where he also understands skate and sessions. Whereas I, I can't play those games. I'm only good with tonal talk. That's awesome. I played uh, these two, um, and then I played a, a decent amount of three and four. But I didn't get to play the underground games at the time. And then I tried to see... I wonder if those held up. But I pulled up some YouTube clips and I went, mm, I think I missed those games. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'd be able to get into them now if I, if I didn't play them. But they looked so freaking cool at the time, though. I'll bet that was a, probably a really good PSP port, too. The PSP was super ahead of its time. Um, That one had Bam Margera in it, too, right? Okay, I remember seeing that. I was a huge fan of Evil of Bam. So I remember going, oh, my God, I wish I had this game. It's a good system. Um, so this week, we're... Um, oh, I should mention at the top of the show, uh, Chris and Joseph and I got a review copy. Long live Need the PSP. to throw that out there. Uh, thank you, Activision, and yeah. also as a disclosure. And then I purchased the uh, deluxe version because I was like, it's $50. I thought I was going to pay 60 for this game. You know? I'm happy to save $10 in my mind and get extra cool stuff. Um, I think it just has, like, some extra cosmetics. I didn't check everything in there. I just was like, I need that version. Because um, I'm super smart and just buy more expensive copy without knowing what's in it. 
Um, so just at the top of the show, for anyone unfamiliar, in case it seems random for so many people to be excited about, you know, a skateboarding game. Not that there's anything wrong with skateboarding, but just like why it's so universally loved, this game. Um, these games uh, had a, a lot of just really important things that hit a lot of different people, from the music to the graphical style to just how fun they were and how well designed they were. So I'm really excited to kind of go through that with all you guys and kind of, you know, what you guys liked about this and why and, you know, why it resonated with you. Because I think there's different things that resonated with people at different levels. I think that's one reason these games are so interesting. Um, Chris, would you like to tell people kind of what these games were kind of big picture for anyone who hasn't played tonal talk um so they're kind of like arcade style um skateboarding games uh where you're doing tricks you're um finding uh collectibles within the area and um it's super compelling it's um you know it offers a lot of replayability and <laughs> yeah my, that was I fun it's a great series um, personally, for me, my personal history of this, interesting. Um, I played Disney Extreme Skate Adventure, <laughs> so I've I haven't actually played the Tony Hawk games before this, really. Um, yeah, I, I remember playing Dave Mirror's BMX as a kid, but I never actually played the Tony Hawk games. So um, this was new for me, and I thought this was super fun. I think it also came at the right time for a lot of people. Nostalgia is just really powerful yeah. right now with um people seeking something familiar when the world is you know anything but familiar right now um and i think i think activision couldn't have released these at a better time i think it's kind of like animal crossing with nintendo though it, they couldn't have planned it but it was the best time for that game to come out i will i will say this like who would have thought activision like five years ago would have made like the best remasters in the industry mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's weird because like this game nails that feel um from the old school games from the PS1 games um but elevates it for a modern audience. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh I remember when Crash Insane Trilogy was announced. I was excited because I'm a huge Crash Bandicoot fan, but I was nervous because I was like, oh, but Activision might just, you know, do a quick, you know, cash grab kind of you know, I didn't think we would see not only what they did not just that that level of ambition but also like they did it you know like they, they it was a good remake it was a good remake they looked great if anything they undermarketed they kept calling it remasters and everybody kept going these aren't a remaster activision these are remakes like these these look great and then spiral got announced and i'm like are they gonna do it again and then they did and so i was pretty confident this was gonna be good when it came out but even they surprised me again i didn't think these were gonna be this good you know i mean they're they're priced good there's the first game and the second game. I mean, they didn't try to like sell them separately for like 40 or 50 or 60 a piece. They just threw both of them together for 40. I mean, just really impressive. Well, they, they, I kept, I, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like I was waiting for the, like the ball to drop on it in terms of like, Hey, we're going to remake the game. Uh, will they get all the skaters? Yes. Uh, and we're going to add new skaters. Uh, will they get all the soundtrack? Yes, minus the like two bands that don't exist anymore. Uh, I believe was the reason they were missing like two or three songs. Mm -hmm. Like you were just constantly waiting for them to like announce something that would make you less excited for it. But every time mm -hmm. they announce something, it's like they announced it, showed the trailer. Uh, they they did the levels really nice. They got all the skaters. They added new skaters. They added the right new skaters. Uh, then they, you know, the, the soundtrack was the big thing for me. I was really worried they were going to do a thing where it's just like, Hey, here's an all new soundtrack. And then we made a Spotify playlist. You Spotify on your PS4 and your Xbox to, yeah. to fill mm -hmm. in the blanks sort of thing. I was waiting for something. That's, that's what they did. That's what they did with the first remaster, right? Of this game. They tried to, uh, they, they completely changed the sound. Yeah, it had some songs, but it, di it didn't have. It didn't have it had, it had like a few of the original songs like it didn't have a lot of the music and then also in the oh just for anyone listening that's unaware of what we're talking about there was one called tony hawk pro skater hd that came out on xbox live arcade and playstation network on um 2012 i remember yeah 2012 it was like 15 20 bucks and it just was not good for a myriad of reasons but one of one of the things that i was going to mention is you couldn't even skip the music which in this game I was super excited. Right when I right when you get into the game, you can click the right stick and just next track. You could even go into Fantastic. the music and you could be like, I don't want to listen to these songs. Don't play these songs. And it won't. 
Like you can just customize that. Whereas in the yeah, in HD that came out in 2012, it was like, hey, we kind of got some of the soundtrack, kind of didn't. It's just gonna play and shuffle. Have fun. Like my brother-in-law and I kept. Um, well, now he's my brother-in-law. At the time, he was just my roommate. We uh, were playing it and we're excited, and we kept quitting the level and rejoining the level just to get Goldfinger's. Um, um, pretending I'm Superman to play <laughs> because it kept playing songs that weren't even in the game and songs that we were like, yeah, that's cool, but we want to listen. And then in this game, and this is why I mentioned that song specifically, that song plays in the main menu and they boot the game up every single time. And that, you know, like that's what the main menu starts with is pretending I'm Superman. And I think that really kind of shows that they, they, they knew what they were doing with this time. Whereas before they clearly weren't trying or didn't care. Um, but yeah, great, great job. So David, so David, uh, what are your um, thoughts on this remaster, and what are your memories with this series? Um, as far as my memories with the series, um, I don't know about anyone else here. I know Chris, you already said you didn't really, you didn't play them. You just played that Disney game. Yeah. <laughs> I have played every, <laughs> I've played every single Tony Hawk game. Oh, well, at least all the mainline ones. The years they came out, so Pro Skater, Pro Skater two, three, four underground underground to american wasteland and project Eight. it was like that point where i was never the kind of kid where like i i was super into licensed games or yearly franchises for some reason as a kid like that kind of stuff didn't really penetrate my subconscious but with tony hawk it was like yo mom buy me the new tony hawk game for christmas this year and that's what i got every year nice and so like to me tony hawk is like the one franchise that i would willingly give leeway to whereas i wouldn't with a lot of other franchises if they do some kind of shady things but as far as this remake i think it is probably one of the best remakes that have come out this entire generation mm-hmm. but there is one caveat um i do have some concerns about the way the progression works and activision's what they showed with ctr and the potential uh microtransactions that could come down the line yeah, uh, that kind of worries me a little bit with the remake, a little bit. That hurt <laughs> uh, Crash uh, Team Racing's remake for me a, a, quite a bit. I mean, the game is still good, but that made me less excited about progression, and it also stressed me out. Um, one of the things I don't like with that kind of progression is you feel like you have to play because yes. if you don't, you're gonna miss something. I got other shit going on. I can't be stressing about my Crash Bandicoot skins. You know, like I, I, I like, I like when it's in game because you can be, you can be like, I'm working towards unlocking. I kind of liked that model though, unlocking it this week because they kept making new content for the game, and like it made it. Yeah, like, that's, that's the kind of like. Yeah, but also, um, I think like with this game, they could like release Tony Hawk Pro Skater three or four, or maybe Underground, and they can still support the mm. game through the microtransactions. So it's kind of like um but the better of two evils i guess i know <laughs> yeah i will concede that yes if they do add levels from three and four i'd be willing to accept the the microtransactions as like the kind of thing we have to deal with but if they end up just adding them in just to add them in because like the progression as it stands now is surprisingly more grindy than i was expecting i had already seen reviews beforehand but there's mm-hmm. You have to put in some work to unlock a lot of that stuff in that game. <clears throat> yeah, there were plenty of things where I, when I saw what I had to do, I went, oh, I guess I'm just not going to get that yeah. probably. Because, like, I, I I don't have a lot of, I mean, I have a decent amount of time to game, but, I mean, I, I, it's a limited, you know, resource of mine, and I don't want to have to shove 30, 40 hours into trying to do this stuff just to get this stuff. And for some of that stuff, with me not being super good, it requires more trial and error and, you know, failing for me. To, to to achieve goals that would be easier for other people. So yeah, I there's just some things I want to lock. I was bummed Spider Man wasn't in the game either. I was telling yeah. Chris and Joseph before this yeah. is a time where it would make sense and be okay for Sony to be like, hey, this is exclusive. Or at least have version. Crash or Spire just, in it. You know, that that been really cool. Something, yeah. But you have Jack Black. But oh yeah, I mean, yeah, and I love Jack all right. Black. He's, he's is a uh, Private Carrera in the game at all? Pri- um, is it unlockable or no? I'm not sure. Because that's I'm the only original character that they could have put in there still. Officer Dixon there. Yeah, yeah Officer Dixon. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, that was when I was like trying to figure out and I tried to like Google it just to see if there's like something special you have to do, but it seems to be unclear whether like Private Carrera, because there were other like original characters in the Unlockables, though some of them, Private Carrera maybe doesn't work too well in 2020. Uh, you'd have to change up her outfit a little bit right, and like right. uh, like Trixie and all that stuff. You have to change up yeah. their outfits just a little bit. Uh, but I was like surprised that they weren't in there. Like I would have loved the Neversoft eyeball, but I think that's in three. Mm. Uh, that would have been a nice addition. So there's like stuff like that. But like about the progression stuff, I don't know about you guys, but I I, I don't care about like unlocking like this different skateboards and different outfits or anything like that. I They can do whatever they want to this game afterwards and I'll still be happy because I can still play my favorite levels in a single session or, you know, just doing that. The only thing I, I will get into it later, there, there's other things that I, they did that I didn't like, but overall, like if they decide... Hey, we're gonna add microtransactions. It won't affect me at all because, like, I could care less about what Bucky Lassick looks like, which is my boy. <laughs> I'm always using Bucky, uh, so like, I, I could care less if, like, oh, I, uh, he's got a Vans hoodie that's different color. Like, to act. as right, long as you got they don't anyway. interfere, yeah. As long as yeah. I can still do, because what I do is I'm off every Monday. So why, why my girlfriend's working from home. I'm in the other room just listening to whatever podcast came out on a Monday and I'm just doing sessions trying to get whatever high score I can. Nice. So like I could care less like what they might do to it in terms of like progression. Like I know I'm unlocking money and when I see it get to a certain level, I just go in the store and I just buy whatever's there. I don't care what it <laughs> looks like or anything. Yeah, I'm that's just what I do too. Buying whatever I see. Uh, yeah, the the only thing I hope they add is uh, to be able to reset the skate tour, like that. That's the only thing I want to do is because currently it's just one skate tour for all your skaters, which kind of kills some of the replayability. Yeah. Uh, uh, David, you mentioned three and four. I um, would be happy if they just the DLC add on for that too. Like if they were like, hey, you can get three for ten bucks. Sure. You know, I'd be cool with that. Or if they just heavily monetized the game and just added three and four levels. True. Hey, there's a battle pass, but here's three and four. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'll I'll take my Tony Hawk battle pass if it means I can get a three and four. Um, So I also wanted to ask you guys, were there any, one of the things we wanted to discuss, were there any things in the game that you were like, oh, cool, they tweaked or fixed this or changed this in the original, and I kind of prefer it this way? Well, uh, there's just the obvious stuff, like the moves that they added from the later games, like the reverts, the wall, the wall plants. Um, but as far as like more subtle things, I don't think there's anything I can that sticks out at the top of my head. That's like this is something they changed, and I definitely prefer it. It's because the way this remake works, as a person that hasn't played Tony Hawk in 14 years, a lot of the stuff that is new to this specific remake it just kind of all blends in it kind of feels like it always should have felt in the first place true uh the tutorial i wanted to ask you guys was that was that kind of thing in the the original or no i don't remember it wasn't that good of a tutorial if if there was a tutorial there was just it wasn't basic it's so great it sets the tone As far as I can remember, I don't think they started adding traditional tutorials until Underground 1. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, there we go. I yeah. really liked that, too, because like you could tell Tony, Tony Hawk's not an actor. He's not. He, he's <laughs> just like, yeah, I'll tell him how to skateboard. In the game, sure. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty fun. I also liked how he said uh, the this button or the that button. Like, he didn't say, right. I remember, he didn't say, like, A or B. He said, like, the jump button. And I was like, Nintendo, <laughs> that's how you do that. That's how you do that, Nintendo. Don't just bleep the button name out. Ugh. Um, Chris, you didn't play the original games, but do you think that there's anything... Was there anything that you were surprised? Like, oh, good, I was expecting this to not, you know, work well, but this translates well. Um, I, I wouldn't say there's anything I was surprised by, uh, but um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed that tutorial system. It, it really... Um, introduces players into the game and um, you know all people who haven't played it for like 14 years like David you know um, 
right? <laughs> um, but I, I love Tony Hawk's like sayings, like "Yeah, do this, or you get wiped out," or you know, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that was great. Or you'll bail. Or bail, you know. Uh, so it definitely yeah, had that nineties like attitude kind of stuff going on. There was, there was like two or three days where uh, my wife and I would say that to each other, like, <laughs> about stuff. Like, hey, don't forget to do this over there. You'll bail. Like, <laughs> it was fun. Um, we talked mm. about the soundtrack a little bit already, um, but I wanted to ask if there's anything that you guys, anything else you guys wanted to add or just any thoughts on it? I, Were you guys surprised to see? I didn't like some of the new songs in it. The R&B and the rap mm. kind of felt out of place to me. Um, so I took them all off, you know. So yeah, gotcha. I don't know. It's just not my kind of thing. And I love Scar. <clears throat> I love rock. And I, just I remember took them straight away. You mentioned yeah. that, but uh, on on, a, on just that episode where you're talking about impressions of it, I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I almost think that your opinion of that almost feels even more weighted, uh, in in terms of being um objective because you didn't play the originals but you're still like this doesn't it doesn't feel, like feel right to me here but you know. you know yeah at least they offer the option yeah. to you know I thought it was great. Stuff off but yeah i wrote a guide for that by the way on the gamer so if you're interested check that out <laughs> <laughs> oh i wanted to mention too on the tutorial uh i kept telling myself i don't need to do this tutorial i know all about tony hawk and i definitely had to keep going to the tutorial and okay all right maybe i do need help learning how to do this kind of trick. Maybe I, you know, maybe I can't do that very well. Cause I would get to a challenge in a level and be like, Ooh, I keep, I keep not doing this right. And then I go to, so I kind of completed the tutorial as I got stuck in the game kind of thing, you know, that kind of worked pretty well. Oh, I just thought of something um, that surprised me actually. Um, so the multiplayer, I thought it was kind of interesting how you're like with 10 other people in a room and you're going down the same kind of like area or downhill kind of like slope and um you're scoring the most points as you can and there's like different like um objectives it gives you as well so it kind of mixes it up and it's actually kind of it's great actually just to play uh with people online i believe um but uh something that kind of annoyed me is that I don't know, it, it would have been nice to have some more online modes with your friends, you know, like a competitive mode or, a, you know, st stuff like that, just to, just to make it feel like the classics. My number one, but... my number one priority is an online free skate mode. Because yeah. for me, with skating video games, th this is something I did a lot with Skate, Skate 2, was I 90% of my playtime was just online, picking a level, talking to my friends, I'll just doing some random tricks like just something to do in the background that is engaging you but it's not taking too much effort so you can like kind of zone out on which is something that yeah. i think this game does really well and it's kind of a disappointment that there is no online free skate it'd also be nice especially with like covid if you could go skating with your friends you know uh, in a game you know like that would be especially yeah. good for now um I also but, while speaking. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say with the online, it's funny. I almost accepted it as they were too true to the online experience with the <laughs> original games because Tony Hawk 3 had online oh. and it was as bare bones as this online. <laughs> so it, okay. it just to me, it was almost like they were they were too true <laughs> to the remaster to where they're like, all right, let's look at what, you know, what three did with the online. Oh, the bare minimum. Cool. We'll do that. So <laughs> it was almost like a point in their favor almost for like, hey, uh, since we're already adding the moves from three and four in here, we'll just add online <laughs> and then we'll just do whatever they did on those old games on horrible PS2 <laughs> online support. <laughs> so I almost accepted that as this like, you know what? They didn't have to because technically one and two didn't exactly. have online. Yeah. You know, they could have waited for three and four. So they gave the bare minimum. But yeah, I think a, a free skate thing would be so much better. Uh, it is fun to jump in the online, but it held my attention as long as Tony Hawk 3's online held my <laughs> attention. And I'm someone who like plays Tony Hawk 3 a couple times a year, and I've been doing that since the game came out. Mm. So like, I, I was like happy to see the online, a little disappointed, but at the same time, I just came to accept like, okay, this online is just going to be the bare minimum. Hopefully, they can flesh that out. Like, if they do bring three and four to this collection, though, I have a feeling they're just going to release another collector's edition for three and four or its own edition mm. uh hopefully they can 
add something along with three and four to make it worth it. Though I just want one game application for all four games, but I have a feeling because it's Activision because they could have put yeah. Crash, Crash Team Racing in the Crash you know True. thing, they, but they didn't. They kept it separate. I could see them just being like, well, one and two are two games, three and four are two other games. You think uh, it would sell as good as, as well something. as uh, one and two? Well, here's what I wanted to ask, because, uh, uh, you know, we have someone who's been playing all the Tony Hawk games. Tony Hawk 3 is my favorite game of all time. I don't remember shit from Tony Hawk 4. <laughs> like, do you guys remember anything really from 4? Not that it was feel, a bad game, but... I feel like 4 out of the entire series, except for Proving Ground, which is the last mainline game before they did those motion games, um, is the one that's, like, the one black sheep, because... It was still pro skater in name, but it took a change in direction where it didn't have the traditional two minute, like you go into a tiny level and then you do objectives. It was more like the direction that underground would take where mm. you had this larger level, you walk around, talk to an NPC, they would give you some context and then you would do the thing. And I feel like maybe at the time that may have been something that was not received as well because they were expecting just a further refinement of the formula right yeah because like four is just like a, a blank spot and I, I like you i've played every single tony hawk game but when i was like playing through this remaster and i'm just like okay i want all of three here because I, I i play that game yearly and then i was like did i even own four and then i was like trying to figure out like <laughs> why don't i why do i not remember anything from four at all uh so Four might be the only reason it doesn't get its own addition, but I can see them just squeezing it in because, like, three, I, I, I don't think I'm alone thinking that three is like the best one of the series uh, for the pro skater series specifically. Is three uh, the one that had that Canada level? Yes, uh, Canada. Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, that, that is out of the entire series. That was the, the second level. level. One that in my mind, even though I haven't played it since release, that's the one level that I remember most vividly. Are there Mounties and yeah. um, Poutine and Beaver Tails there? No. With lots no, of pine trees? No, there, <laughs> there's, the, there's the trees, there's a lot of snow, um, but and there's a lot of people saying A. <laughs> so, you know, that, you know, that, that, that's, uh, that's pretty much the level, but I don't, I don't remember any Mounties specifically, but yeah. That's fine. Uh, uh, well, maybe they could do um, uh, levels either from or I guess inspired by four. You know, like if 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 three and four are a collection like one and two would be, then maybe they could just you know, and it's levels. Maybe they could do something like that where they don't have four as open world, but maybe they could this section of the game and just kind of have it kind of you know cut off. Maybe you don't think they could just make know. it open there might world be a way to do that stuff. and be true to the original game. Uh, well, four wasn't open world. It was just like uh, four was weird how they did that. But they can totally add four and then just section things off because it wouldn't be that drastic. It's like if they wanted to do if they wanted to add thugs, the thug games to this collection, they couldn't. Like it just wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah, thug would have to be its own thing. And even then, like I don't even know if you do a thug one and two. Like how many people from the CKY group are in? thug too it's bam bam's dad but is like ryan dunn there and like steve-o like how many of the people from that group are still alive which sounds messed up uh like for thug two to 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 work like because thug two had its own story and all that stuff well they removed uh, references to thug two or to, to bam and stuff in the posters of this game yeah yeah so i i don't yeah. know that maybe maybe that was maybe that maybe you know maybe they already kind of checked into that and it was a no yeah, because I would want Bam if they had three, because Bam was introduced in the third game. Yeah, so maybe like, they could I would put him in the third game, even if they don't don't do Thug Two. You know, maybe yeah, that, maybe that's they, what I would hope. He's not interested in, in Thug Two hap remake happening, but he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be in the game. So, um, um yeah, cause... What, what did you think of the locales in this game? Like, do you think they they were treated well on this remake? I like the poop and the bull ring a lot. <laughs> I saw people online getting excited because it makes a noise, and I'm like, it did that in the original too, but it was <laughs> awesome. I used to run it over all the poop and then jump over the bowl, and they keep running over more poop. And there was cash inside the poop in the original. That's right. Yeah, that bowl had money in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Chris, you're like, what? what is going on? <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, to uh, um, 
I want I wanted there to be um, this is on your level thing. I wanted there to be uh, a code to just unlock all the levels and stuff like that. Like I missed the cheat codes. I could I understand there's achievements and trophies, but I wish they would have just had like a, hey, if you want to use these cheat codes, just achievements and trophies are you know disabled right now because I I I liked what the cheat codes unlocked you know back in the day. We need that big heads mode. Big head mode. <laughs> um, there was also um, God. There were some really cool cheat codes in that game. I miss cheat codes. Um, but yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, David. Um, what were what was what you think of the levels, the, the locations and stuff? Um, I think every single level, except for maybe one or two, translated perfectly. The the way they transformed some of the uh, environments and gave them a very uh, specific atmosphere, like the one a lot of people point to is the change to the mall. It's a lot moodier in the remake. And then there's Philadelphia. Um, I don't think there's a single level that was lost in translation during the remake. I think every level looks like if they had the hardware available back in the day, it's probably how it would have looked if that was possible back in 1999, 2000. But mm, I think yeah. it's basically as good as it, it could possibly be. Do you be. think, uh, I'll, I'll bring up this question. Do you think that the in-game ads are bothersome at all? Like, I, I never played the original, so I don't know if there were ads in that too. But, like, I, I didn't like seeing Beats and other brands like that in the game. It kind of took me out of it. But... I honestly did not remember seeing ads. The one thing I do remember was at Philadelphia, there there was, like, on one of the window, like, signs, there was, like, a video playing showing some guy skating or something like that. But I don't remember any actual product placement. Just uh, escape uh, brands, I think, were the only ads, but all those skate brands were in the game in the original ones. Okay. But yeah, there are uh, non-skateboarding ads in this game now, which I'm kind of fine with. It makes the live seem more okay. real, I guess, or live. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mind product placement when it fits. Um, I don't like it in stuff like Final Fantasy 15. With yeah, that was so weird. Like, <laughs> when it doesn't work, it's weird. You know, yeah. and then Coleman as well in Final Fantasy 15. That yeah. was super strange was too. Really weird. You know, the, the tents. And I guess stuff. you can't <laughs> improve on the taste of cup noodle after all. It, like, it's not. It, it's not like that disgusting Sean White game on the Wii 360 era. I don't know if you guys ever played mm -hmm. the Sean White games, but that one was like disgusting with ads. I highly <laughs> recommend if you want to see how not to do ads in like a game like this. The the, the Sean White. Uh, games can, can were is it as bad, bad as the Transformers movies sure. and the Budweiser commercial? <laughs> it's pretty bad. I think the I I, I oh god I, I gotta pull, pull up videos of that later to remind myself. I just remember seeing like uh, <clears throat> spearmint gum ads what? and stuff like that in transitions and stuff. It was it was weird or Orbit. I think it was <laughs> yeah. There there was a lot of ads in that one. Uh, that is really weird. I do like uh, the way they dressed up the levels now. They feel way more lively than they did back then. Like, it feels like a real world. And they included COVID into, like, the game's lore, kind of. Mm -hmm. which yeah, I thought that was really makes cool. makes the school being abandoned make sense. Uh, the dead mall makes sense now mm -hmm. in 2020. Uh, all the environments being empty for just a skateboarder skate around because they introduced COVID, basically, into the How like, did they do that? There's a so, sign at one of the schools. I remember that. Yeah, there's a sign at the school like, hey, due to the current pandemic, uh, everyone is school for home. Uh, in Venice Beach, there's a, a plane that says, wash your hands. <laughs> oh uh, my there's, God. There's a, and then there's a face mask you can unlock for your character. Uh, I have my skater. Gotta yeah. So they, they in the school level specifically, there's like billboards that are, like advertising that like hey school's closed because of the pandemic we'll get through this together yeah there's stuff yeah. like that and i agree with you i actually really like that too not only because like you know good job on like you know uh kind of you know focusing on like the, the let's get through this together wash your hands wear a mask etc but on top of that it just made sense because like oh that's why i can skate all over the school that's why i can skate in this abandoned giant park in new york city like it just it made everything make more sense like that's why this is empty but that yeah. that was actually originally going to be one of my criticisms that the, the world's the levels kind of feel empty in a way but so but that makes mm. sense yeah? so there's that it's kind of like three is multiplayer being what the game does it's like we're doing the right thing and it's less work <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
It's not like the Arkham yeah, games, I, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a nice touch, though this yeah. reminded me that uh, only video games can do uh, <laughs> quarantine <laughs> right and not real world stuff because damn, I wish it was that empty outside <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in oh the real God. world. Yeah, Those damn drivers, I though. I was at Walmart. That, they're realistic. I was at Walmart a little bit ago <laughs> getting some groceries and I saw like 10 people with their nose just sticking out of their mask. And I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, I understand they're a mouth breather and I believe them, but, you know, cover your nose up. Um... So I think that's pretty much um, kind of everything that we were uh, planning on discussing. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to touch on uh, before we wrap up? Do you guys have any final thoughts or anything? David? Um, there is one minor thing. Um, I feel in terms of the way the game feels, it is very, very much a an accurate representation of pro skater despite some very minor refinements. But I think... One of the things that they changed makes certain levels actually much more difficult than in the original games. So in Downhill Jam and Pro Skater 1, I don't know if you, you recall, there's that large rail and then there's a gap. Mm-hmm. In the original Pro Skater, it was very easy to wall ride the wall right next to it and then easy, just keep holding triangle. You could go straight into that rail. In this remake, mm-hmm. if you try to wall ride the wall, you it is extremely difficult to go onto the rail afterwards you but you in this remake you are much more magnetized to walls which makes certain lines a lot more difficult in this remake gotcha i actually struggled a lot with that gap grinding across that gap in the remake it was a huge i had trouble with that one too makes me feel better that you also struggled with that that, because i was like man i suck i guess there there are a couple gaps like that to where uh, because they included the three stuff, I feel like it messed up some of the lines a little bit because there are totally, like you're saying, with Downhill Jam, uh, other than Downhill Jam sucks, uh, that <laughs> level's terrible. Uh, there are other gaps in the game to where like, I, I I magnetize to the wall too much and then I completely miss a rail and then like bail out because there's just... You know, them adding like the different stuff from three doesn't perfectly translate to some of these levels. And... Uh, they're probably if they because from what I understand like they kind of just you know kept the lines the same but they I guess they didn't account for the new mechanics messing up some of those transitional Mm -hmm. lines so there are a couple sections in the game where I remember able to do you know like that infinite combo type of stuff and then it's just like oh I stuck to the wall too much and I broke my combo and then I keep trying and I'm just like okay I have to completely change how I would have done this because of the taking into account like the, the the revert but also like the the wall stuff uh and just trying to like not magnetize as hard to that because man i push off the wall sometimes when i don't want to push off the wall yeah. uh which from what i can remember it wasn't like that but they added stuff from the previous games that maybe didn't transition that well so they probably could have tweaked that a little bit uh but I don't know how much that would have broke things because if you move if you fix one line you might be changing the line for a bunch of other stuff in that specific world. So I wish they could find a way to like tweak that uh, instances because I've noticed it in a couple maps, especially in, in the second game uh, compared to the first one. Uh, but yeah, that's, I, that's a good point. Uh, it's an unfortunate reoccurring issue I've noticed so far. It's, it's like the one negative thread I've seen all of Activision's remakes. There were several, 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 several places in uh, Crash Bandicoot 1, where I was struggling. Yeah. Oh. And the oh. internet was like, no, it's because you're bad. Like, no, no, no. I never stopped playing these games, you guys. I've replayed these games every year yeah. since they and came they out. And they fixed it since I then. know how to do this level. Because I was able to and finish I jumped it. Over to my <laughs> PS3. Oh, yeah. I jumped over to my PS3, though, and I booted up the PS1 versions of those games. And I'm like, no, I can get across this bridge, no fucking problem. And then I went back to Insane Trilogy. I can't. It's difficult. You know what I mean? And like Chris, Chris mentioned, and that's what I was going to point out, uh, they patched that. They fixed that. Um, after they launched on Xbox One and Switch and PC, there was a patch for every game, and it it, it kind of fixed uh, a lot of those issues with those games. And I think the issue came from Crash 2 and 3 feeling different from Crash 1, and they were consolidating into one unified control thing. I think that's what caused the problems. It's probably what yeah. caused the problems here. So hopefully they patch these games and kind of tweak that stuff, because I, I don't notice as much that stuff. That's just because... I wasn't as good at the game as you guys were, but it also did feel a little off in certain spots. I just didn't know why. 
<clears throat> I'd also um, like to give a shout out to the access accessibility options, um, just because I, I did a guide for this as well. Uh, but um, I, I love the options it gives you, like um, infinite kind of like um, oh god damn, like like you can't bail Bounce. for example. It, g- it gives you that yeah. option. Um, mm. It gives you infinite rail, like the balance. So there's, there's all sorts yeah. of different things you can tweak to to make your Tony Hawk experience the best it can be for you, you know? Um, and there's even if you're just wanting to chill and play. Yeah. There's Sorry, even what? a bunch of challenges that you can complete in the game, and they let you, like, complete them with all the assists on if you want. Yeah. There's, like, actually very few where are, that are disabled if you have any. So if you're getting on. frustrated, so I, I really did like that um, because I was struggling with this game quite a bit. So <laughs> I used it every once in a while. Um, but... Make, but to be honest, like there's a few challenges you can't do with all the assists on, so keep that in mind. Um, but I, I do like the options they added to it, as well as like the different mm-hmm. camera angles that you could put in the game. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I do want to ask you guys: Have you tried the creator park mode yet? That's what I was just going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> so I dabbled with it. And at the time, I was just, like, tired, and I told myself I was going to go back to it. But there's something about it that just doesn't speak to me the same way that Creative Park did in Underground 2 or Underground 1. I don't know. I It's been a long time since I played Underground 2, but to me, it seems like it's a little bare bones at the moment, the stuff you can actually do with it, which is compounded by the fact, which is why I think the whole progression is a real issue. There's a lot of stuff that is gated behind leveling up and then you can uh, buy the thing. And so if you're just starting out, there's a lot of stuff you can't put in your level uh, when you're creating a park, which is a real issue, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. Like it's it's super bare bones, uh, especially when you look at where Creator Park went in the future games. This is a thing with the multiplayer where I almost feel like they looked at Creative Park in the original <laughs> games and were like, that was the bare minimum we could have done back then. And then they did that again. And I'm just kind of disappointed because like uh I so I messed with Creative Park uh and I played other people's levels. They all just there's a I haven't seen anyone pull the magic that you see with other games that have like a create your own level thing where you can make a level that looks like it belongs in a game. And I feel like I haven't played a create a level that looks like it could belong in the main game because they just lack the flair, the liveliness. You're just making like basic parks and, and that just kind of bummed me out for the whole thing. Cause like I, I went in a creative park. I'm like, okay, what can I do? It's like, Oh, I just have options where I could just decorate with trash bags and <laughs> trash cans and construction signs. And nothing i made like i can make cool infinite loops and stuff which is what most of the creative park stuff is when you go on the top levels it's just like hey this is how to cheese the million point trophy or the million point combo thing uh but there haven't been any levels that i've seen that it's like oh this could be a real level in the main game and the tools that i have available to me it's like i can make an okay like infinite level but i can't make anything that i'm like you know, that I'm going to send a vicarious vision and be like, look what I can do, you know, or like hire me type of thing. Uh, So I I wish they would have looked at what other games are doing with their, their create, you know, great content and could have, yeah, just something to, to, to make it uh, a little more lively and uh, cool. Like as far as I can tell, you can't really like do anything with like graffiti or, anything mm. to like really make it look like another level all, all all you're doing is throwing like static decorations in it and for the most part like when i first dabbled in it it was like oh here's like five different trash bags and trash cans for you to decorate your park with so you're telling me uh, there was nothing else <laughs> sorry so, so you're telling me that i can't make a canada stage with mount teaser no 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 you you, you could just make a basic ass pool <laughs> and some rails uh and, and that's pretty much it which which is just like i i can you wish they would have creations is there any kind of social yeah you can you show them. Okay. yeah yeah um yeah. they need Speaking to do a tony that. hawk 99 like tetris 99 oh ooh. they need to do that where we're all trying to compete for scores and affect other people and like if you bail that'd be out. cool they need to do something like that yeah i want that and then I'd i also want like a, a mario maker level you know create a park mode you know what i mean like let me 
let me create giant levels. You know, like let me, because I mean, they could if they release the tools that just like Mario Maker, it would just go, it would just run. Mm -hmm. People would run with it, be on Twitch. People would be, hey, I remade my favorite restaurant because I can't go there anymore. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna skate in it. You Maybe know? that I have a theory that maybe they're scared that people are gonna remake the Tony Hawk Pro Skater three and four stages. That's, I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna ask, yeah. maybe, <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's make this bare bones so we can charge for three and four. That would be funny. Yeah. yeah. People like, no, don't buy three and four. This guy made it. Just go to this guy's page and I need my damn Disney Extreme Skate Avenger stages. God damn it. <laughs> That'd be, great. That'd be a really fun DLC too. Like, hey, did you, you get the Disney DLC pack over here? I'd, I'd buy it honestly. That's, that's a like that was a great That'd game. Uh, so for me, um, if it was a slower, less busy year, this would be much closer to the top of my game of the year list. It's just not gonna happen for me. You know, near the Last of Us Part Two, and you know, other really big games are coming out, but or Final Fantasy VII remake and whatnot. But this is a really really good game, and I knew i was gonna enjoy it a lot but i still enjoyed it more than i thought i would you know this 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 game was exactly what i wanted and i just didn't even you know know it but when when i started playing it i was like wow this is great i'm so happy this is here i didn't realize how much i wanted this so i hope we do see more content um i don't really score games but like for me this is like a solid like nine out of ten type game like it's it's, it's really good it's not perfect but it's it's really good and it's got most of what it needed to be there's just a few features lacking, and they can always add those in an update, and hopefully they do. Um, where where were you guys at on this overall? Um, um, I think the remake is one of the few that finds a sweet spot between being satisfying for people that grew up with the series or people like Chris that have never played Tony Hawk properly. Like, you can come from my camp or from his camp and, like, have a lot of fun with the game, whereas there are a lot of these other remakes that are preying a lot more on nostalgia, like the Crash Bandicoot franchise. I personally think 3 is a game that anyone can enjoy, but I feel like the first game... First, first game is Crash difficult Is not... If you didn't grow up with Crash Bandicoot, I don't know if, like, a person picking it up for the first time would think the first game is... I, I actually enjoyed I it, like that, and I, I played it for the first time. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, so it's challenging. Really? It's definitely right. challenging, uh, but I enjoyed I it. I did see people kind of bouncing off of it at first uh, when it came out, though, and I'm like, just just come back to one if you want later. Right now, just jump into two, you know, because I, I do think there are parts of two that are a little more accessible, I think, than one gets hard pretty quick. Um... So yeah, I think that's a good point. I think this is kind of right in that sweet spot where, huh, okay, everyone's excited about this Tony Hawk game. I guess I'll pick it up. Oh, shit, this is fun. I, I like this, yeah. And that reflects in the sales. I don't know if you saw. It's the fast, the first, the fastest selling Tony Hawk game. It's crazy. Yeah. In, this, in the, like, the entire history, which is like, wow. Who would have yeah, thought that? Only, like, a remake yeah. of just the first two games. Not only is that impressive, mm -hmm. but it also kind of, I think, guarantees we'll get more. We don't know what or in what capacity or if it'll be just dlc or if it'll be like you know an even more ambitious remake of three and four or something i mean we don't know but i'm sure we're gonna get something i i mean activision's not gonna leave that money on the table they're you know nintendo i think is the only company that goes yeah people would like that but we're not gonna make that but <laughs> don't yeah, Nintendo. it's pretty good at seeing demand and doing it <laughs> i think i don't i don't know if spyro is i, I wonder if spyro was even planned honestly until and then crash literally well and they're like shit okay get that going get tony hawk going you know i'm kind of excited to see if they not only remake more tony hawk games but remake other games because you know they're selling well and we're enjoying them and you know they're they're good games it also reflects well in their catalog like hey look at all the cool stuff activision yeah because activision was Just... running out of ip <laughs> pretty quickly after yeah. the after yeah. guitar hero died you know so it was, it was basically Call of duty by itself um, but yeah. now we've got all these different franchises to look forward to from Activision. They need to, uh, even if they're PlayStation exclusives because of licensing, fine, I'll take it. But they need to remake the old Spider-Man games, or at least some That'd of them. That'd be great. You know? I know that they're not going to be as good as the new ones, but like, I would pay you know, 20 30 bucks for a really shiny, updated Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. You know, Those games were fun um, as hell. Activision, uh, Michael, if you're listening to this, that. and you're probably not, remake disney's extreme <laughs> hey, skate least, adventure come no, on 
We have talk to Disney games. Get it done. People that you talk to, which is how we got this many copies. So they will be listening, and they might be like, "Yes, we will do that." <laughs> Michael, what were your kind of overall thoughts and everything? Uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I because I, I've been burned before by them uh, twice before. I was r- really worried that this wasn't going to turn out well, but it turned out to be better than I expected it to be. It hits that nostalgia that I have for the series, and it, I'm hungry for more to where I'm pretty much on board with whatever they decide to do mm-hmm. as long as this team that worked on this game is going to, you know, do it. Uh, but yeah, uh, my, my review score, we're on a five point scale of digital days. Uh, so I gave it a four and a half out of five. So it was, uh, like I, all the stuff that like I, I disliked about the game were very minor. It, it, this, mm-hmm. this is one of those games that I'm going to see myself for the rest of the year, probably for longer than that where if i have some time to kill or if i just want to play a game and listen to a podcast in the background or just want to zone out and listen to some music but i want to play something this is going to fill that need yeah uh, like and the, the leaderboards are going to be a big help with that because i we didn't talk about it the online leaderboards for like the like single session stuff is huge uh for, for someone like me who it gives me something to constantly work towards uh in just mess around, even though some of the scores are ungodly <laughs> and I don't understand how anyone would have fun doing some of the scores they had, but it's definitely something to work with, especially, I don't know about you guys, but like uh, when I went to the the skate session, which is like the third bar when you hit skate tour uh, and you go through that, I would put my first try in there and then immediately check the leaderboard. Like, where do I fit? Like, where, where does my, my, I didn't try on this level where do I fit? And then that number would determine if I would keep going with that level of just like, oh, actually, top 5,000 and I didn't even try. Let me, let me <laughs> see if I can get that. Get, let me see if I can keep that going and then see how far I can break it. So the, the leaderboards are a huge thing for me in terms of the replayability for That's this so game. So. And then yeah. I'm just going to yeah, I'm just going to hope and pray they give me three. I don't care about four. <laughs> give me three. Give me three and I'll be happy. Uh, and then hopefully people get their, you know, thug one and thug two. Because you guys are talking about Activision's catalog. After this, I don't know what else they really have uh, that isn't, like, licensed uh, that they could remake, which gives me hope that they'll do three and four because there's nothing really else I can think of that they own unless there's something in that Vivendi catalog, you know, that they bought all, all those years ago. Because uh, they kind of ran out of things unless they, you know, like redo Marvel Ultimate Alliance properly, unlike, you know, the, oh, the, the remaster we got, uh, you know, on earlier this generation. Uh, so, like, I'm hopeful because I don't think their catalog is that deep, you know? Like, I don't think yeah. anyone's, like, clamoring for a Singularity uh, remaster. I would, I would accept no, it. I, like I, I would like a remaster. I, <laughs> I like it, but I don't know if there's, like, an audience that they're like, we're going to sell a million copies of Singularity, you know? Well, like, I, I, so I'm just I like... I think it'd be interesting I'm hoping. Just, just to see a release of that, just because that... We, we've seen games that haven't had an audience receive a new audience on new platforms. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, I see it being uh, if if they were to start to dip into like their like that catalog, I feel like those would just be like just higher res, you know, Nintendo Mario sixty four style, <laughs> where it's just like, hey, it just runs. It won't be a full remaster remake uh, like we got for Tony Hawk's Spyro and and Crash. Uh, but I would be in favor of a Tony Hawk Pro Skater five because they didn't do it right the first time. So if yeah. they just wanna do, do do it again and pretend it doesn't exist, I will go with them on that and see <laughs> what, what if happens. they did like tony hawk uh, pro skater six and then crossed out the five that didn't happen i feel so bad for Robomoto. Yeah. <laughs> these guys they're a chicago studio oh, no. so i love them but like but like oh man like this i i would be interested would you guys want to play like a new tony hawk game yeah or I would, would you yeah. be okay yeah i would but I feel like I'm in the minority where most people uh, would prefer like a continuation of Pro Skater, but I prefer the the direction they took with Underground Onward, where it's more open levels and it has an actual story mode. Like Pro Skater is fine, but I feel like in 2020, if they're charging me like sixty dollars for Pro Skater Six and I have like two minutes to do all these levels and like mm. they're very small and segmented, I don't think that's something I would pay like a normal game price for. 
they might be able to do both too. They could probably do that kind of game, but then be like, hey, here's challenges and two minute, you know, levels over here if you want to do yeah, you know, they could probably do, they both. Can do yeah. Because yeah. the the under all, all the games once they started underground they did have like classic modes where they did have smaller levels too with like traditional objectives like the pro skater games. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I hope they do. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that they. I'm hoping that the success of these franchises, you know, having a remakes like Spyro. Well, we saw we're seeing it with Crash now. I'm hoping we see that with Spyro. I'm hoping we see it with that, uh, with uh, Tony Hawk. I hope that these you know these um. Excuse me. I'm hoping these sales translate into, you know, new games because I know that it might not sell as well as a remake because not everybody necessarily is wanting a new game in these, you know, these different franchises and the remakes are, you know, they hold a lot of nostalgia, but there would still be a lot of people that would, would be interested. You know, I think a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 6, a Crash 4, a Spyro 4, those kinds of games are still viable and can still sell well. So I hope we mm -hmm. see that kind of stuff happened. and we could even um, well, thank see you. activision try out new ip based on old playstation properties true i think that's something else true. we could see like a new 3d platformer or maybe they could take on um other people's properties like gex and take that on or something you Ooh. know that'd be very cool <laughs> I don't know who holds the rights, but I really, really want a, a remake of uh, Croc from the PS1. That game was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack alone is fucking top tier. Like, look that shit up on YouTube. It's great. My neighbors probably listen to it sometimes because of me. Um, well, thank you guys again for uh, joining us. We really love having guests on, and I was really excited when you guys, you know, were interested in being on because, you know, you guys are both great people, and cool to have good people on to talk about good thanks games. so much guys it's much much worse than bad people and bad games get like two of my biggest enemies to talk about jersey devil and the <laughs> ps1 that would not be a good time it just wouldn't be uh david do you want to plug anything do you have anything you want to want to talk about anything coming up um just uh follow my twitter at dark watchman 28 um and I think that's about it because I really got nothing else uh, going Are on. Are you looking for work right now? I am. I got let go by the last site I was writing for. Uh, oh shit, what? It, what? It, Gaming Instincts. Yeah, I got let go last month. I I completely forgot the name of the publication. <laughs> I, I was know. gonna say like I, like I didn't mean to laugh at that moment, but when you're just like I just got let go by where were they? <laughs> that's some good shade too. It was natural <laughs> good shade. I got let go yeah. by um. Nah, fuck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, maybe we could uh, get you some recommendations and stuff after after we're done recording, um, for sure, because you got some good stuff and it needs to be somewhere. Um, Michael, when people are not listening to you guest on our shows about Tonal Talk, where can people find you and do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at the first MJC, and uh, we have I uh, have a podcast with my host Dave Hunt uh, called Digital Days Gaming. Uh, you can find that anywhere you can find podcast or digitalizegaming.com if you want some links to the podcast platforms. Uh, so that that that's all I have to. And to you guys find. stream live on twitch.tv slash digitalizegaming. Yeah. yeah, you're good at plugs there. Thank you. Yeah, when we <laughs> I got do you. stream the podcast live. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. every Sunday or Monday, uh, depending on uh, our schedules. And you guys put on a good show too. I, I listen to you guys when I can. That's my biggest regret about making content um is it's hard for me to keep up with everything people are doing that i want to keep up with you know what i mean like I, tr I try but just you only have so much time and i've got like a list of like okay these are the podcasts i listen to but like it's 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 like it's like it's the it's more like these are the ones i try to keep up with you know i catch as many episodes as i can it's so hard but yeah you guys make good stuff um and everybody should check you guys out chris when you are not on Active Quest, where people find you, and um, do you want Canadian content? <laughs> I am not technically Canadian, but I've been living in for, living here in, for, for thirteen years. Uh, but you can find my stuff at Penwell Writes on Twitter. Uh, you can find my written work at The Gamer, and I'll be writing guides and uh, reviews, hopefully, at uh, Tech Raptor. So you can check all those there. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, and also, sorry, I like forgot about this. Too. And uh, you can check out, wait for it, Go Beyond, on My Hero Academia podcast every 
week um, with Vaughn Hyde. We talk about each and every episode of the show in extreme detail. Um, and uh, it's super fun and very funny. So go check that out. Nice. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols. I write about games at Parallax Media and about film and TV at Game Rant. Uh, Joseph is not here right now, but we hope he feels better and we'll be back soon. You can find him writing in a lot of places as well, and it is good stuff. Um, thank you guys again for being on, and uh, we hope to have you guys on again soon, um, and hopefully get more Tony Hawk content. <laughs>